Welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, Gavin and I are going to go over the Fulham game uh, and possibly some outgoing transfers in Kieran Tierney and Balligan. Uh, first of all, today I am joined by Gav. How are you going there, big fella? Yeah, doing pretty well, bro. I had a pretty cruisy day today. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad as well. Um, you were just at work today? Yeah, if you can call it that. I was sort of bludging around doing not much all day, so yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad, mate. Sounds like uh, <laughs> another mate of ours in, in Jono. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's good to be back for a, another episode and, um, you know, it's it's uh, probably going to be a bit more in depth, uh, I'd say, just because of um, the result, obviously. Uh, yeah. Wasn't um, wasn't good. Wasn't good, I guess. Yeah, it um, definitely wasn't ideal. I'm keen to jump into it though, because it's there's a lot, a lot of context to what did happen. You know, like from an outsider's point of view, you can look at a two-all draw and be like, "Oh, it's pretty boring" or whatever. Um, but a lot of interesting shit has happened since then, and you know it ties into this United game. Um, this week's been quite busy. Um, so there's a lot going on, and yeah, a lot to lot to talk about. Keen as I um, I actually haven't really asked you about your um, like what your thoughts are on the game. Um, I know we've spoken a bit about um, you know, bits and pieces here or there, but uh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on the overall game? Well, what are we now? It's Tuesday today, so the games come and gone a couple of days ago for us here. Um. I've had a lot of time to think about it um, and a lot of factors about what actually happened as well. Um, but overall, my I can understand where a lot of frustration comes from within the Arsenal community. Um, but from my point of view, what I saw, I don't think we could have played much better that game, to be honest. Um <sighs> You know, an early mistake, um, a bad, bad mistake early within the first minute leading to a goal. Um, I don't think, you know, that can be put on Ramsdale necessarily. Maybe he could have done better. Um, But that pass from Bakayo was ordinary, subpar. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of people talk about... Maybe it's the new structure. Um, Bukayo would have been expecting a proper centre-half to be there and, you know, excusing him for that. Um, You've got to play what's in front of you. You have to, and there's no excuses for that. It's fucking Arsenal Football Club. You have to be at a tip-top level when a game starts. And, you know, I think there was a stat that came out the other day. We've conceded within the first minute of three of our last nine home games or something like that. Um, which, you know, with the way we start games, typically we try and push the issue early, try and score early, shoot early. Um, so you're open to stuff like that, but it's, it's not good enough. Um, but I think outside of little mistakes like that, um, sorry, not little, outside <laughs> of individual errors like that, we were, we were good. Um, more so in the second half, um, which we can we'll obviously dive into a little bit later. Um, but yeah, shitload of chances, heaps of the ball. Um, it's just honestly just 
Seeing a lot of people, oh, I'm getting, getting wound up already. Um, <laughs> a lot of chances played way better than them and realistically we were unlucky to not win that game. Um, if it wasn't unlucky, it was just we weren't clinical enough in that final third, um, which is 100% accurate. Shitload of chances, a lot of the ball. Uh, and, yeah, just, just felt a little bit shy just in terms of being clinical defensively. A few little lapses there and obviously going forward, um, not quite where we needed to be. Um, tactically, we can talk about later with some of the changes, etc. But yeah, that, that's basically where I'm at with that game. I'm not, I'm not crying about it. Like we're three games in, we could, easily could have lost that game. Could have dropped three points instead of two. Um, so that, that's where my head's at. We're not going to win every single fucking game. Ever, no one will. No one's going to win every single game in the Premier League. Fulham aren't scrubs by any means. Look at where they finished last year. Like, what did they finish? Sixth or seventh or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, so they're not scrubs by any means. Um, I'm not, not too disheartened by it. I thought we played well. A lot of positive signs for an early start to the season. So that, that that's where my head's at. How about yourself? Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, um, so uh, to put this nicely, there are so many Arsenal fans that as soon as things go bad, and I mean to the second, people get their, or Arsenal fans get their heads down, um, and the negative comments come in like a fucking tsunami. Um, I, 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 That's probably my biggest take out of this is how quickly we can turn. Um, not all, but, um, yeah, I'm obviously, um, just talking to you off air about AFTV, um, for, <clears throat> excuse me, mate. Um, for all of our, all of our close mates know that we don't really watch AFTV. Um, yeah. Cause most of them are obviously a fucking derelict delusional wankers really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> um, and like, you can't get away from it, really. It's fucking everywhere. Um, I, in terms of uh, back to the game, I actually thought that, yeah, we actually played um, not to our best by any stretch, but I don't think I actually played that bad, to be really honest. It's, it's literally too... Two errors in the first, um, the first minute and the last minute of the game that cost us two points. Two brain farts cost us two points. Cost us two points. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I mean they had probably one or two other good opportunities, and we were fortunate with that. But like, yeah, I, I, for me it was it was just in the final third um, that we couldn't capitalize really and uh yeah it's funny we've been singing out for trossard everyone's been singing out for trossard to get a start and then he gets a start and he actually didn't play all that well up top um obviously we'll get into that soon but like overall i i thought it was okay and um yeah yeah it's disappointing that we we didn't get the win didn't get three uh three points and you know it might cost us at the end of the year but 
look, it is what it is. Hey, um, the boys, you know, they take game by game by game. Um, you know, forget about what's happened. It's kind of move on territory now. Um, and I'm sure they're doing that. But yeah, the fans are very quick to overreact. And it fucking winds me up so much. <laughs> so much. Um, but yeah, look. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, we'll, uh, we'll get it right into it. Obviously, straight off the bat. Yeah, the uh, the goal that we conceded. Um, what was it? The first minute? Hey, it was, yeah. it was within the first minute. Yeah, within the first minute. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, yeah, it just, I think it was a, um, a, a direct kind of result of, of being so used to play a system, a certain system that we obviously always played last year. Um, and now, you know, certain players are out of their key positions. I think it's a, a direct result of that. Um, not really to let off Saka for it. Um, uh, to me, it wasn't entirely uh, his fault. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm all for what Mikel's trying to trying to do with the boys. Like, you got to like, hypothetically, like, you want to be playing football with your eyes shut, kind of thing, and know that someone's going to be there without actually looking. It's like this instinct. Just autonomous, you know? yeah. Yeah, autonomous, that's the word. And um, I think Saka was, or oh, he fell victim to a bit of that, didn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, obviously Ramsdale was uh, very far out of position. Um, it was an awful shot. Again, just very fortunate that Ramsdale was out of position um, kind of scurrying back. It's, yeah, fuck, it was tough. Tough to concede that in the opening minute. Um, and yeah, then, getting, on, then getting on subsequent that? phone calls from your mates being like, oh, what happened? You've conceded. It's been five seconds. Why are you trying to watch oh. the game? Just fuck off, please, mate. Stop calling <laughs> me. Um, Fucking shout out Johnny, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... um I, I, yeah, was actually at a, I was actually at a birthday party um, and I'd lost track of time. And then Jono, our mate, um, City fan, had called me sort of like two, three minutes past 12. He's like, what's going on with Arsenal? What's going on with Arsenal? And I'd fully lost track of time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not bad. And then like I looked at the time and I'm like, oh, shit, we've started. We've obviously conceded if he's calling me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, – yeah, I, I don't know. Just he's that, our mate, you know. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's, as you said, Ramsdale wasn't in the greatest position. Um, I don't think that's his fault necessarily. Um, he wouldn't have been expecting Bakayo to just twat the ball away like he did um, because he would have been expecting, you know, his centre-half to be there or right back or whatever. Um, wouldn't have mattered if it was... David Ryer in goal, he would have been in a similar position to Ramsdale. He would have been up um, because that's the way we're playing now. We're playing with three at the back when we've got the ball, two holding, and then bang, bang, bang with those banks in front of those. Um, So that keeper is up all the time. We're trying to be progressive and play the ball up the field. And, you know, when when you do play like that and the keeper is up, um, we are open to, we're susceptible to that. 
just obviously ideally not one minute into the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I thought they bounced back okay after that. Um, I thought we were still quite slow in the first half. Um, you sort of briefly touched on him just earlier. Um, Trossard, I don't think he had a great first half. Um, I think if I'm being perfectly honest, um, and not to be hypocritical as we're talking about, you know, Arsenal fans crying when something goes wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'd, and to be fair, he hasn't played heaps for us, but I'd say that was probably Trossard's worst game for us, arguably. Um, or, you know, close to, he hasn't really had a bad game. I think, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Um, and you could see that with Mikel dragging him off after the first half. Um, but uh, yeah, I think in that first half, we just really weren't great. Uh, miles, miles better in the second half. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was just a few players that just didn't quite seem there on the night. Um, you know, Saliba had made a few errors. Um, I was going to mention that. Um, yeah, pa- party, party made a few as well. Um, you know, and he's being scapegoated, which I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But Kai Habits, granted, wasn't amazing. He wasn't terrible. Um, there's a lot of, you know, key moments where he didn't look quite as sharp as he needs to be, but it is early in the season, as we talk about. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was any one player's fault necessarily how that, you know, sort of first half went or how the game ended. Um, it was just, I think we just started a bit slow, um, by our standards. And I think that's another big thing. We're not really, as a collective, as an Arsenal community, aren't really thinking about is we've got really fucking high standards because the memory is pretty fresh of, you know, the last last half of last season, um, you know, minus that last 10% of it. Um, we're playing really good football, really expansive, exciting football. And, you know, it's we're just taking a little while to get into the swing of it. Um, and we've got a couple of key fucking injuries too. Key, key injuries. Gabby Jesus, Zinchenko, and now Timber, who, you know, during preseason, 100% they were a part of the plan of how this system's meant to work. So it's um, it's going to take some time to get everyone up to speed, um, and we're seeing that. And I don't think we've been playing, you know, too poorly across the park to the start of this season. It's just such high standards of how we played last year. It just seems a little bit off, and that's where everyone's losing their minds. I think for me, that's that's how I perceive it anyway. Yeah, I think. Um... It's good as fans and obviously Arteta and the team hold their standards at a high level as well. And by no means we should, you know, drop them at all. And, uh, yeah, I I think um, maybe there is a bit of pressure now that, you know, last year we exceeded our our standard of, um, you know, making top four. We finished top two whilst... Yeah, really making a push for the title now. Um, you know, now the boys are, are wanting you know the the Premier League, um, and you know that's nearly set their yeah. What am I? 
I'm not trying to say. I, I guess um, maybe they feel like there's a lot of pressure on them. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know if that's like really accurate. Um, but yeah, is this is, like is there something to do with the way last year finished? I'm not too sure. Um, but there, there is no mean like this. You know, the boys definitely have to have their standards high. I'm sure it is, but um, yeah, it's, it's not. Like I definitely don't want them to drop their standards. Um, no, not know, at all. Reach for the reach for the sky, reach for the, get to the ceiling kind of thing. Um, yeah, correct. But, yeah. Um, like just to echo that point that I was making earlier about really the only thing we didn't do and probably haven't done for these first three games is finish our chances. And it's creating like this really dark like cloud over the club of fans being like, oh, we're not good enough, we're not playing well enough. Just listen to this and drink this in. 72% possession, 19 shots, 11 on target, only scored two goals. Fulham, yeah. obviously, 28% possession, eight shots, three on target, <laughs> two goals. How many we passes dominated them. between each team? Dominated them. Uh, give me two secs. 680 versus 274. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I cannot be bothered to go back and look at the other games, but I know Forest fairly similar. Shitload of possession, lots of chances, just didn't score as many goals as we should have. Um, Palace, a bit different. Um, you know, Tomiyasu gets sent off. Up until then, stats were very, very similar. I think, you know, possession ended up about 50-50 or there or thereabouts in that game. Um, we're not playing bad football, all things considered, with the injuries and trying, you know, new players, new positions. It's working. We're just not fucking scoring goals. And no one's, you know... Talking about that. We, we're creating a shitload of chances. Everyone's on Kai Havertz back. They're blaming it on, you know, Thomas Party being a right back, even though for the most part he's playing, you know, at a six next to Declan. Um, and we we had similar issues with conceding goals last year and no one minded because we were scoring. If we were conceding one, yeah. we were scoring three. If we were conceding two, we were scoring four. It's We're, we're just not scoring goals. Like we've just started the season a little bit slow in that aspect. And you'd almost think like we haven't got our main number nine up front or something. It's almost like he's been injured the whole fucking time. Like, you know, we're, we're missing a big part of the spine of that team in Granite Jacker. Some people might, you know, sit there and say Kai Habert isn't the man to replace him. You know, do with that opinion what you will. Um, it's, you know, sure it's up for debate. Um, Granite Jacker left a big hole there. Um, but, you know, we are without key, key players. Um, you know, Gabriel was furniture for the last two seasons. You couldn't get rid of him. Um, you know, it's th- there's been some changes. And I think we've been playing really, really fucking well considering all of that. We just mm. haven't been scoring goals. And no one seems to connect those two dots. I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that... Um... Habits can come right in and, and slot into Xhaka's role. Like, it just doesn't work like that. And I think 
that's where a lot of people are del- like delusional, um, especially with the way Arteta's got this system. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't work like clockwork from the get go. Like it, it does take time, and I think as the year goes on, it'll progressively get better and better and better. I have no doubt about that. Um, but again, going back to what I was saying before, like the fans are now using, um, yeah, habits as the as a scapegoat. You know, he's not worth what we bought him for. Um, he's not, you know, scoring goals. He's not really been the link man. But when you have Xhaka, who, by the way, was trying to play a similar position, fucking at the start of Arteta's reign, and he was doing terribly. But um, fucking mind you, like people are very, very quick to forget. Uh, not you or me, obviously. Um, can't really forget about that, you know, time of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are very quick to forget that Shaka was also, um, I mean, if I come out and say like he was fucking awful, I was more than happy for him to go because of his his errors on that, but like um, now I kind of look back at it, like maybe he was just the victim of this, this new system that no one really had um, played before, um, you know, new, new coach. Yeah. I guess there's a number of things you could put it down to. And, and now habits is that, um, you know, same, same victim, I guess he definitely hasn't made as many mistakes as Jacker. Um, you know, he's, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, but at the moment it's, it's on the, it's on the habits hate train pretty much, um, for the like, most of Arsenal fans. And like, it's, it's so wild that people compare those two players. They're entirely different. The only parallel I can draw with Granite Jacker and Kai Habits is when Granite wasn't playing well as Kai isn't... He's not playing terribly now, but he's certainly not playing as well as we'd like, sure. The only parallel I can draw with those two players is when Granite wasn't playing well, he had all the fans on his case. His confidence was on the fucking floor. You know, any time there was a draw, we drop points, something goes a little bit wrong, let's point the finger at Granite. It's Granite's fault. Granite, fuck Granite. Um, not going to pretend like... There wasn't times when I was like that, when it was really, really dark. Um, but that, I'm seeing us, not, not the whole Arsenal community, but a lot of fans falling back into that old habit of, you know, being like, it's this player's fault, let's blame him, he's new, he's not doing yeah. his job, this one guy's fault, this one guy's <clears throat> fault. I And this is a very, very rare one for me. I thought Saka was... Well, well below par that game. Obviously, yeah, he's got very high standards, very, very high standards um, that we set for him. But he didn't have a good game by any means, um, mm. and, no, and no one will ever say that. No one will ever say that ever. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's because like, he's our, you know, he's the star boy. Um, he's our, you know. Our saviour, nearly. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, that's not to and, say, like, he had a, you know, a 2 out of 10 game. Like, he was still um, – I thought he still played okay. He just wasn't up to, yeah, his high standards. Yeah, um, correct. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, when I say subpar, <clears throat> it's because he's playing golf better than anyone else. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's we, – we got to hold the team accountable at the end of the day. It's – very rarely is a 90-minute or, you know, 100-minute game now these days mm. decided by one player. It's pretty Literally. rare. It's pretty – like, doesn't happen. It's fucking 90-plus minutes of football there to be played. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just to uh, yeah, just to summarise, I think that first half as a whole, we just weren't clinical enough on either end of the pitch, really. Um, <clears throat> on that note, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was around the thirtieth minute. Uh, Saka obviously missed that header. I was like, oh, you're joking. Um, beautiful imagine, ball from imagine Kai, Imagine Kai Havertz missed that. Exactly. How many yeah. times would you see that all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, fucking MySpace, whatever you want? It's, it's on there. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean, mate. I and I'm not mean. shitting on Bakaya. I think he could have done better there, 100%. Hunt, and he knows he should have too. Yeah, 100%. He got interviewed does. after the game, and the interview had sort of said, oh, what do you guys need to work on? And Bakaya straight away without missing a beat was like, I need to work on my heading. Yeah, so that 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 mentality of wanting to get better, and knowing that he fucked up, um, that's that's what you want to see, and that's yeah. what makes him so good. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, it it is it, like it is a shame, but obviously, again, it's not just his fault. Um, it's a as the team uh, collectively, so that is something they should all take on the take on the shoulder and move forward. So. Um, yeah, and you can bet your bottom dollar that they are. Um, yeah, exactly. As much as, um, you know, if Mikel in the post-match interview was sort of like, I don't know if you've watched any of his interviews, but he's like, we played 10 times better than this fixture last year. We were way better. We just, yeah. didn't, get, we just didn't get the result. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of pundits taking the piss out of that. Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, these sorts of guys, like taking the mick, it's like, oh, blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Especially them, just to talk about it real quickly, have had tragic uh, managing careers. That's <laughs> correct. I mean, I think Gary Neville had an absolute shocker in um, Spain for Valencia. For uh, Valencia, yeah, and I don't think he's been back since. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, don't I, think so. I don't know who'd have him. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, I, I just. I don't understand this, this negativity, this, or that, you know, that, that surrounds Arteta and his choices. I just, it's like people are just fucking not watching the game. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's, they see the scoreline go, oh fuck, like we've had a draw. Yeah, it's not great, but like open your eyes, cunt, watch the 90 minutes. They've actually played, they've dominated them, dominated them. And, um, I just don't understand how people miss that, you know? Imagine the conversations that would be happening right now over the last two days if, you know, let's say Fabio Vieira scores that scissor kick, bicycle kick, whatever you want to call it, or with the almost last kick of the game, we win 3-2. Imagine. Is anyone fucking moaning about Kai Havertz? Is anyone yeah. moaning about Thomas Party playing <laughs> right back? No. no. No, they are not. 
Not one. We not were one comment. unlucky to not get a result there. And I can understand, you know, like when the red card gets thrown around. Like, you know, you lost to, oh, you drew with Fulham 10 men. I understand that. But it was literally just a couple of silly errors led to goals. They had three shots all game. They scored two. Yep. They're not going to do That's that always... very often this year at all. Three shots, two goals. I'll, yeah. I'll keep a tab on that personally and see how many times they do that this year. Won't be many. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hold you to that, mate. Um, I was going to bring up something else, but it's totally irrelevant. I'll tell you off stream. Um, <laughs> but, no worries. You know, like, for example, like we're looking forward, how many times are we going to have 11 shots on target and only score two? It's not going to be many. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, the fact that we're, you know, creating those chances and um, most of them aren't like, you know, um, not most of them, but half of them or whatever on target as well was mm. positive. It's not just a few that were skied. Um, Martin yeah. Odegaard had a few that were skied. I was like, oh, could have done better there, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, mate. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, the fan, fuck Arsenal fans do my head in. I think I do my head in nearly more than Manchester United and Liverpool fans. But Not a chance. Not yeah, I know. Oh I was going to say, not quite, not quite. I can um, sort of like deal with Liverpool fans at the moment because I'll sort of empathise with how their club's being misran at the they've moment. They've been humbled. Yeah, but also their owners just don't give a fuck and they've let their squad age. They're really, really good squad. Let it age and now they're not giving them money. Um, sound familiar? Yeah, <laughs> so I can, I can empathise with them a little bit there. Um, United, and <laughs> Manchester United as a whole, I'll never have a shred of empathy or time for them at all ever. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, let's just shout out Jacko because yeah, that's just example A of <laughs> millions. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, actually, funnily enough, um, Mikel Arteta must have been uh, listening in to the potty because Martinelli got a lot more of the ball. <laughs> he did. He fucking did. <laughs> um, um, there was a few times there where Ben White had just... A few times there where Ben White had just zinged in a couple of brilliant, brilliant balls over that side of the pitch. It's good to yeah. see. Mate, his his ball playing is fucking un- unbelievable for mm. you know um, a defender. I guess I know he can play um, uh, at six, and I still want to see that. I don't think we'll ever see it, but I do want to see it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, his his long ball playing is fucking unbelievable. Mm. Um, obviously, he, that one that Saka he, uh, missed header yeah. that was to Trossard, Trossard to Saka. Yeah, um, it's pin perfect. Like fuck. That guy can play footy. Yeah. Be it, be it. Um, just, to, just to echo what you'd started saying there, got a lot more of the ball out there. Those quick switches, shitloads of space. Obviously, you know, most of the attentions of Bakayo on that right-hand side there. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it works. Whether it, you know, leads to a goal or, you know, a chance on target, it's it keeps them guessing, it keeps them moving, it creates space. It's, you know, it's creating anxiety from for them. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's all positive things for us, having that ability to get that quick 
switch and that turn of play over that left-hand side where there is always, always just a shitload of room. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, every time we had the ball, it looked like something was going to, to happen and something did happen. You know, it was either taking on defenders, beating them, putting a cross in. Like, it, I just don't understand how we haven't um, given him the ball more. It, it just it baffles me. He, he's, he's such a good player. I, just, I cannot fathom. Yeah, this is just example A, this, this Fulham game. He's finally starting to get the ball, you know. Um, it happened you know, countless times last year, uh, last season as well. Yeah, he, he's just this he's a phenomenal player. He has all the confidence in the world. Yeah, plus the technical ability. He's just fucking, you know, something has got to happen and something usually does happen. And he's just so no-nonsense as well. He gets the ball down, he's direct, he's quick, and he knows what he wants to do. And he's got the ability to change his mind as well. You know, if he, if it's not on for a shot, he can flick out a pass, get his head up, look to square it, do whatever he needs to do. He's so quick with those quick decisions and smart decisions more often than not as well. Um, they don't oh, always yeah. come off, but the intent's there. And we don't always have that on the right hand side. Not shitting on Bakayo at all. He's amazing. But it's it's something different. Bakayo's a bit more uh I guess, I guess that right hand side's a bit more controlled, you know what I mean? A bit more mm. trained. Whereas that other side's just flair, it's exciting, it's you know, it's unpredictable. And I think um it may be that Zinchenko hasn't been playing there as well. Um you know, we had Kivior at left back. Obviously, he's nowhere near the caliber of players Zinchenko is. At least I don't hold him at that same uh, level. But, you know, thinking back to, to last season, I guess Martinelli maybe did have a bit more reign because Zinchenko would come and play as the DM. Um, you know, it creates a, uh, a lot of chaos for defenders in terms of, I mean, obviously last year we had Jacko going forward as well. It was... Fuck, it was so good to watch. Um, but, yeah, maybe they haven't been going down that way just because um, of this of this system that's currently happening at the moment. It's just not the same. Um, yeah, I guess Martinelli just can't get that same um, yeah, amount of ball from, from the boys. But and that's, and that's just lack to, you know, or due to lack of um, uh, what's, what's the word? I guess... Um, confidence maybe um, because you know players are playing out of position at the moment and yeah that's probably the only thing I can really put it down to but um, moving forward like you know we'll talk about this in a second but I think moving forward with Zuni coming back soon um, yeah he should start to turn around again in terms of Martinelli getting the ball more um, but we'll talk about that um, soon but yeah um, <clears throat> what else do I have? Uh, yeah, the um, I actually thought the offside goal was a good uh, talking point, uh, just because of how easy it can be and how easy they actually make it. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a classic example of how fucking good we play. Finally, have like um. You know, it was Martin um, as a clinical f- finisher, but, you know, the boy's offside. But I-, I think that's a good example of, 
of how we can can play and how clinical we can be. It's just getting to that point on a more consistent level. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that, on that, mate? Just on that finish, just quickly, that was the definition of clinical. That's what we're looking for. No hesitation, no time wasted. Martin knew exactly what he was doing before he got the ball, probably knew two passes before he got the ball, and he just slotted away perfectly. Um, obviously, not ideal with the offside. Um, mm. Watching it live, I thought there was no way he'd be offside. Then, you know, you look at the replay, and sure enough, he was. Um, not, you know, <laughs> massively, massively offside, but definitely offside. Um, the Yeah, just the build-up, just to echo you a little bit there. The build-up for that was great. Um, and, you know, I'm at this party, as I mentioned, watching it on my phone. Um, and a few of the boys there give me a bit of grief. Um, you know, valid. Sure, I'd be doing the same thing to them. Um, <laughs> and then I get and get up and yip and yahoo because we just scored, and obviously it gets taken away. <laughs> um, which, you know, wasn't ideal, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was salt in the wounds. Yeah, that, that was the because I was um, at the time, obviously, because that was in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I thought up until then, like we weren't playing amazing, um, and then I thought that would have been the spark that you know sort of get us going. Um, even though it ended up being a negative thing with it being offside, I thought that'd be the you know positive bit of intent just to kick us into gear a little bit, light a bit of the fire underneath us. Um, and I think it did a little bit to an extent, um, but yeah, as, as I said before, just I don't think we were there in the first half as mm. much as we should have been anyway. Um. Yeah. No. I. I agree. The overall, I thought the like the, the boys just looked a little confused in the first half. That that was my um generalization of the first half to me. They just you know still settling into you know a few players being out of position, etc. Um. But yeah. Look. Should we move on to the second half because um. We could probably keep talking about the first half until the cows come home. Um, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, so obviously there was a definitely a definite uh, needed change, I thought, in in Kadia. Um, and obviously, unfortunately, Trossard couldn't really take his opportunity. That's not lack, you know. It's not solely on him as well, but the whole team. Mm. But um, yeah, generally we we played a lot better in the second half, didn't we? Yeah, and I thought, and I praise Eddie probably a little bit more than I should, not to say that he's been bad, but just for like a lot of the little intangibles and like the one percenters, I love that about Eddie. Um, I thought he brought bucket loads of intensity, um, and just, just something a little bit different. Um, you know, obviously he's had a, quite a bit more minutes in that position than anyone else has to start the year. Um, and I think I think that showed, to be honest. Um, he looked really good. Um, I can't quite remember when players came on. I'll just pull that up when I get a sec. Um, but yeah, just even the way we started, you know, the first half. Um, what was their fullback's name that Martinelli was giving grief the whole time? Tete. Tete. Yeah, he was having a fucking nightmare, wasn't he? Wasn't Poor he ever? <laughs> um, which um, 
brings us to the to the penalty, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, which obviously Martinelli was fucking running rings around him. It was a clear penalty, obviously. There's no debating that. Um, the foul is bound to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, and then Saka, um, yeah. Stood up and, and took the penalty, which I was, I was kind of shocked, to be honest. I was just about to say, were you surprised to see him take it? <laughs> um, uh, the other yeah. guard? Yeah, I was a little bit, actually. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like I'm, I'm more than confident in his ability. I I guess maybe last last week's pen was just a throw, a run out of, out of whack a little bit, maybe. Um, or it might have just been, you know, Odegaard might have just really been feeling it last week and Captain just sort of said, hey, kid, take a seat. I got it. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm all I'm more for. Uh, whoever, like, whoever's most confident needs to be taking the penalties, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, so that, that brought us back to 1-1. Uh, um, but then I thought we were actually playing okay getting back into the rhythm and um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was good to watch again, obviously. Um, you know, score lines looking a bit better at that, at that point. I, yeah, I guess it takes us to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mate. Sorry about that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because, um, sorry, I'm just getting a bit lost here. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Vieira ended up um, assisting Eddie in, in, in what was a beautiful goal. Um, yeah, only like two or three minutes later. It wasn't long, was it? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't long at all, I think. Uh, I was just trying to look for that, sorry. But um, yeah, 45th. And then... Yeah, so Saka's was in the 70th and Eddie scored in the 72nd. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's probably something that, I don't know, again, because he's, he's also been a bit of a scapegoat in terms of last season, mm-hmm. um, Fabio Vieira, but I thought he actually had an outstanding uh, game, or second half. See, it's funny, earlier um, listening to you talk about it, as well as a few other podcasts I've listened to in the last couple of days, um, speaking about how quickly you know, fans are to change their mind on a team or a player. A month ago, these guys that are all saying Vieira needs to start against United, Vieira needs to start against United, he's earned it. These are the guys three months ago that would have sold him without thinking about it. They're like, no, he's yeah. shit. Like, he's too little. He's not good enough. He's not Premier League quality. <laughs> they would have been saying the exact same thing in pre-season, I promise. Like, it's, it goes both ways. I mean, that's not to take anything away from him. I thought Fabio, you know, is a little bit unlucky. Like, how do I word that? Like, his performance probably merited a win, you know what I mean? Like, the way he came on and sparked all these moves, won the penalty, set up Eddie, had a few really good chances, and just looked really comfortable. Um, he he was that spark we needed, and we got it. Um, excuse me. Um but yeah, no, he, he was great, um, and I'm always going to, you know, back him. Um, I understand some of the queries around him, um, but, you know, he's a guy that's 
come to a brand new country last year, didn't speak English very well, um, playing in the hardest league in the world. Um, that's where I can understand, you know, a player needing a bit of time to settle in. And I still think he does, if I'm being honest. Um, but cameos mm. like that are going to help him a ton. Yeah, um, If you can come in and contribute something and nearly, you know, win your team a game when it was looking pretty pretty dire, to be honest. That's um, what you want from, from subs. Um, you know, you want them to take every opportunity they can and I think that's a, exactly what Fabio's done here. Yeah, he, he looks so fucking clinical. Like, it looked like he's been playing in that position, you know, last two weeks. Um, yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no, he, think, it, was, um, it was really impressive. He was, yeah. And, it, you know, obviously, like you just said, you know, every player needs, you know, apart from Haaland, obviously, um, needs time to adjust to how hard the Premier League actually is. And, you know, to most people, uh, it's like, oh, you know, it's just another league or whatever. They just, you know, slot right in kind of thing. But it's not that simple, obviously. And, you know, granted, Fiera was still settling in last season, <clears throat> oh, tickle my throat. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, but I mean, even in the preseason, he was looking really good. Um, almost like a different player, you know. He really found himself within this squad, and it's good. You know, the shout will be now from obviously everyone is uh, he'll start probably looking to to push habits out of the starting side, nearly. Um, which is wild, really, but I don't, I don't think he will. But I, yeah, I, I not, do not believe why. Habits, you know, has a lot more Premier League experience, obviously. Um, but he's making he's making good on on his chances anyway, and that's all you can ask. Yeah, and yeah, I think because I've actually seen that a little bit. You know, people calling for Habits to you know go to the bench, get Vieira in that role. Um, which I, th- I think it's it's pretty funny. Like as, as I was, uh, yeah, it is. Look, as I was yeah. mentioning before, it's like people are so quick to change their mind. It's fucking insane. Um, it is fucking insane. I'll yeah, we'll dive into that towards the end of the potty, like with a United lineup, etc. Um, but yeah, no, I'm fucking stoked for Fabio. Um, he showed glimpses of what he could do last year. Um, yeah, obviously, he just didn't get consistent minutes, which was understandable. Um, mm. Yeah, just to echo what you said before, like because he's playing in a you know all preseason, he was sort of playing out on the right where Bakaya normally plays when he did get minutes for the most part, anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, to come into that you know sort of new role at that left eight, um, and I think he he just provided something that Kai didn't quite have in that game, um, a bit of confidence, you know, sharp intent. Um, which is what we needed at that stage of the game too because we really didn't have a lot of it. Mm. Um, and the areas where we do normally have it, you know, through Bakayo or Odegaard were neutralised fairly well, by full of my thought. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that he, you know, got some minutes and shown, you know, people that have been doubting him what he can do because he's obviously got the talent. Um, he's just going to need, you know, a bit of time, uh, a bit more consistent minutes, I should say. Yeah, I think he'll get consistent minutes in probably the FA Cup this season. Um, I reckon that'll be his bread and butter, but maybe a few uh, few appearances in the Champions League possibly against, um, you know, the fucking nobodies. There's always one um, in the groups, but 
He's played Champions yeah. League before with Porto too, so he's not new to <clears> that arena, so it's not out of the question. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, yeah, touch wood, we don't have any injuries, but I'm sure if if someone did have an injury, I'm sure he could fit right in. Um, and he's shown that so far this season, so it's it's good. It's it's promising signs, and you know, there was no way Arteta was going to drop thirty or forty mil on him last season if he knew he was going to flop or if he knew or didn't have any confidence in him being a good player. Um, so now I think people are starting to say that. Obviously, again, like no one's really thanking Mikel for that. But again, like this game, he's, he's made a very good impact. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty much contributing to two goals. So obviously one, but yeah, he won the pen. So yeah, I'm stoked for him. I, re- I really am stoked for him. He's a young lad too. Like he's 22 maybe. I'll just double check that. Yeah, deal um, that one. I feel like he's a little bit older. Born in 2000, so yeah, he's 23, 23 this, 24, this year. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, he, look, I, I'm, I'm stoked for him. Um, again, made, made the impact that we needed, so that's all, all you can ask. Yes. Um, yeah, as I was saying before, Bassi <laughs> was having a nightmare, you know, trying to mark Martinelli, yeah. and then Vieira starts floating out that way. Oh, um, was it Tete, was it? My fault. Oh, Bassi uh, was the one that got sent off, wasn't he? Yeah, look, yeah. Um, just real quick. Um, yeah, it's funny. Pretty much identical sending off to to uh, Tommy's. The time-wasting as the first one. The second one was a fucking absolutely soft, soft yellow card. Um, Tommy Asu's so, second or this fella's second? Both. Yeah, both. I've, obviously, this is going to sound biased. I thought... That fella's second in this Fulham game. That was a yellow. He had nothing, no eyes for the ball. He grabbed him. You reckon? Yeah, Tommy didn't touch him, but this okay. fella actually caught him. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and it was a different, different context. I, I still, of the, I, the, you're right. I was just going to say a different context of the game too, because I believe it was Eddie that he fouled, and you know Eddie got the ball past him, and then he, you know, grabbed him. It was a still professional there. foul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess so. I didn't really look at it like that. I think I not not just because obviously I'm going to be a little bit biased towards Arsenal players naturally. Um, yeah, although I do, I, I still think it was soft, like yellow. I don't know because he wasn't obviously going to score from there. Um, it was a professional foul, but. Uh, my point being, I guess, like they they are being consistent with what's a red and yellow. Now, I haven't seen what uh, Verges was, but there's been controversy uh, controversy over that. Uh, I don't know. You've seen him given. You've seen him not given. It's yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I haven't actually watched it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to touch on that um, real quickly. So yeah, I guess. Um, um, Gonna say they are being consistent with it, but it's consistently soft. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's a very small win. Oh, look, I, I think what I said it on the potty last week all I want from them is to be consistent, um, you know, and they weren't even consistent in that game. Obviously, Palace um, players had a number of fouls, which you know, according to law, probably now should have been sent off. Um, Want to talk about that because I just couldn't be fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
here or this one now. I guess they, they were consistent. So, um, soft one to, to concede, but anyway, it um, is what it is. So, yeah, um, which pretty much brings us to the to the second goal uh, conceded, which, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's watched it, obviously. It, it was an unnecessary corner to give away from Zinchenko. Yeah, yeah. At that time, Fulham were a man down, and um, yeah, led to led to the corner off off the goal, which um, yeah, Rice, uh, Declan Rice just didn't didn't really track, and yeah, nor did um Bukayo either. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it goes back to what we're saying at the start. Just like two brain farts is all it costs in the Premier League and um mm-hmm. yeah that costs us two points as well. So yeah, it's it's really disappointing that goal to concede at the end and yeah, oh, I just very, very frustrating. Very frustrating yeah. that one. And yeah, like I don't mean to what I've said earlier, I don't mean to sound like I'm not frustrated. I understand that it's disappointing and it fucking sucks to drop points there. I get that. Hundred percent. But I don't see it as a a need to jump on social media and cry and, you know, call for this person out, that person out. You know, this is fucked. Arteta's wrong here. Arteta's wrong there. He was right for 90% of that game. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the players did their job for 98% of that game. It's um, Yeah. And also shout out... Um, because I actually thought we we're going to lose the game here. Um, shout out Aaron Ramsdale's save. Do you recall that one where Adama Traore's got through? Oh, Saliba yeah. slid in, didn't get the ball. I don't know why Traore didn't go down there. It would have been a penalty 100 times out of 100. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Ramsdale, you know, clutching up with that save as well. So shout out to him for that. Honestly, man. Um, he He's not talked about enough, hey. Well, he doesn't have a lot to do, <laughs> like really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, um, and, but what he does have to do, I think he does really, really well in terms of distribution and all of that. Um, but yeah, so the, confident, so good to watch. Yeah, he's a fucking character too. Um, yeah, love to see it. Hey, yeah. love to see it. But um, um, yeah, yeah no, sorry, interrupted. Well, you yeah, I can't remember what you were saying, but you carry on. No, that's all right. Um, no, people don't. Yeah, again, people don't talk about the fucking good shit that happens like that, you know. They're so quick to jump on. Yeah, we've had a draw. You know, player XYZ had a really fucking bad game. Um, I hate it so much, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, and, um, I, I understand where it's coming from. It's from a place of, you know, being competitive and being used to last year. But, like, I feel like it's... I can't think of the right word, but people like, I, I get the impression people think last season we were like nearly perfect. It was countless games where we did not play well. We did not play well. Think back to Leeds away at Ellen Road where we got away with a 1-0 win. We played fucking horrible that game. Aaron Ramsdale mm. saved us there. Um, you know, you think back to a game like Bournemouth where we win it with the last kick of the game. Um, shout out Reese Nelson. G- games like that, like we didn't play particularly well, and you know you find a way to get a result. 
if we had a loss this game, I would have been fucking livid, livid, livid. Fulham at home, you shouldn't ever lose that, ever. Like 99 times out of 100, you should win that. You know, to not play particularly well in those clinical moments, you know, where we make mistakes, um, to come away with a draw, it's, you know, if you, if you can't play really, really well and win, you, you have to get a draw. Like, it's, it's better than the alternative. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, it's not ideal and, you know, the result wasn't ideal, but yeah, as you, as you just said, I think the performance is still better than what people are making it out to be. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I guess people won't change and people are entitled to their own opinions, but it just fucking does my head in to, to inevitably see it happen. Um, it's, yeah, go, it's, it's the, it's the, Part where people are so quick to to change their opinions, you know, the old fucking turncoat cunts. Um, does my head in. Really frustrates me. Um, no, no one has any patience anymore. Any like faith? Like no one, no one's got it. I like if I I've had countless bad football takes in my life, but you know I'll stick with them because it's at the time I believe it. I'm not just going to change my mind and chop and change and chop and change all the time. It's, of course. You know, it would be very easy for me to sit there and go, you know, like Fabio Vieira, for example, I back him. I believe he could be really, really good for us. And it would be easy for me last year to go, oh, he's not good enough, change my mind, he might have a good game. Then I'd be like, aha, see, I told you, he's really good. Like it's, <laughs> as you said, yeah. turn turncoats. Like it's super frustrating. No one's got any sort of patience. Yeah, yeah. It um, seems to be... Yeah, just the the theme of of, of like footballing fans these days. Um, but yeah, it's not just Arsenal, but mo- most clubs, you know. Um, we obviously see it firsthand because you know we're so involved with Arsenal. But yeah, it it is what it is. Um, yeah, look, that's uh, pretty much all I wanted to touch base on with uh, with the Fulham game. Um, yeah, I do like obviously. You know, there's no getting around the fact that players are um, obviously that party's out of position. Ben White isn't out of position, but he kind of is. Um, yeah, and then obviously you know a number of injuries, and and people just want to keep blaming um, Arteta or scapegoats like habits. Um, yeah, I get, that actually brings us to our. Um, I've got a few questions on our Insta page. Um, one in particular from a Daniel James seven five zero, who said Habits is currently Arsenal's problem, and Arteta's playing players out of position. Um, look, we're, I think we've um, we've touched on this a little bit um, already, but you know, not not not, not to shout out this guy um, as as an example of as one of those players. He's um, as one of the fans, he's just one of many thinking the same things. Um, yeah, look, I don't believe Habits is playing all that bad. Um, same thing. People are just using him as a bit of a scapegoat and I'm not for it at all whatsoever. Um, I think you'll find by the end of the season, people will be like, oh, no, fucking Habits, he's, he's been good. He's been good. Um, 
you watch them, you know, put in their turn codes, mate. Yeah, well, one thing I would say, Dan, um, shout out to you for the question too, Buzz. One thing I would say is wait for Zinchenko to come back into this team though because that's going to unlock Kai and it's going to give him a lot more freedom on that left-hand side and he's not going to be under as much stress. He's not going to have to do too much and he's going to do what, what he is going to do. He's going to do a lot better. Um, I, I, I honestly just be patient with him because he's going to need some time to, to you know, understand that role a little bit better. And you've got to think these guys around him as well. They've never played with him before, ever. Um, outside of, you know, Jorginho, who I can't see them playing together too much anyway. Mm. Um, but, you know. Kibio's not left back as well. Yeah, just it's, uh, I think he's played there a little bit, but traditionally he's not a left back. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, one thing I would say, and, you know, I can, I can understand your frustration in that, you know, question in that statement um, in terms of it looks like, Mikel is changing the team and the system around to accommodate Kai. I can I can see where that understand where that comes from. I understand that, but you got to think we haven't had Zinchenko there. We haven't had you know Gabriel Jesus. Timber was a big part of this plan, and he's gone down within sixty minutes of football to start the year. It's we're not lining up how we're meant to for this system to be optimized. Um, and it's not optimized anyway. Like it's going to take a little, little bit longer to to get it where it needs to be. Um, I think I think that's a big thing. I would say is just be a little bit patient and wait for you know this starting eleven to be where it needs to be. And it's going to unlock Kai Havertz, and he's going to be much, much, much better. And you know you're only going to notice him because he's doing more positive and progressive things. He's going to be in pockets of space. You know, if you think back to last year, how many times would you have seen Gabriel Jesus trying to win a header against fucking two centre halves? It's going to have Kai Havertz next to him now. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a lot better with Zinchenko there because Kai's going to be able to push up, do a little bit more. He's going to have a proper left back there now, um, and you know that's going to mean Party can move back into his normal spot. Ben White can go back. Gabriel can come back in. Um, we haven't played with our best eleven yet, so I, I'd just say be patient and. Yeah, just keep an eye on that. And um, I'm pretty sure, well, it seems like Zinchenko's pretty much ready to be back, um, along with Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, so these things will will obviously help a lot, um, the inclusion of those two. In terms, yeah, because like, it's, yeah, it's not just, um, you know, these players that are coming in trying to fill these positions uh, it's not like it's not just their fault, but it, it's obviously all um, it all correlates, you know, together. I, I yeah, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Here. Um, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, sort of. Yeah, like I think there'll be big changes in terms of um, the result. I think uh, when yeah, Gabriel Jesus and and Zinni come comes back, and especially habits, yeah, as well. I, I dare say he'll probably play more like a center forward um, position and get forward a lot more. And yeah, I think Sinchenko will unlock him for sure. So yeah, I, I, I just 
I don't, yeah, I don't really like all this um, habits being shit chat at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that that's, yeah, that's pretty much um, all I want to touch on that. Thanks for the question, um, yeah, Daniel James. Um, yeah, shall, yeah. Well, sorry, was there anything else you actually wanted to talk about on the game? Nah, not with that game, bro. Probably um, take a little break there if you want and dive into this game with United. Yeah, mate, easy. Sounds good. All right. Um, we will see you very soon. And we are back. Uh, yeah, so um, our next topic of conversation uh, moving forward will be the, yeah, the fixture against United, which... Obviously, it's a big one. Um, but, you know, goes without saying it's a must-win game at home. Yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Usually, usually United turn up for an Arsenal game. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts going going forward? Um, just probably just to touch on how I think it's going to go a little bit in like certain areas of that game. Um, I haven't watched them a great deal. I've watched them a little bit and spoke to a few lads at Gofi United. Um, and just the way they're playing at the moment, like it's just they're very, very open and fragile. Um, you know, they're very lucky to get a result against Wolves opening game. Um, they made Spurs look great um, the other day, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Um and obviously, you know, they came back the other day after being, you know, 2-0 down in five, ten minutes, whatever it was, against Nottingham Forest of all teams. Um, obviously, you know, they came back and did what they were meant to do. But, um, yeah, there's definitely some holes there that, you know, when you look at our squad, we can definitely, definitely exploit. Um, as you, as just to echo you there, they do, you know, more often than not turn up. Um, when it is time to play Arsenal, but I've got a feeling we're going to have a lot of chances. And as I said earlier in the pod, you know, if we can manage, let's say, 10, 11 shots on target again, I don't think we're just going to. I think, think it could what be a few. Sorry? I just said if we could manage to score, you know, 10 or 11 shots on target again against United, like they're gonna have a, we're gonna get a lot of chances. I don't think we're just gonna score two goals. I think it could be a lot a few more. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. Um there's been some funny clips of um a nana getting around as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh unorthodox goalkeeper I guess that he is. Um but yeah, no, I like I believe that uh which I, I do believe that Arsenal, you know, we'll have our full strength team back, ready to go. Can definitely capitalise um, in the final third of the of the um, of the game um, of, of the field. Sorry, um, but yeah, it, it's um, it's going to be a big one, obviously. And yeah, I, I guess do you want to talk about um, some possible changes? I guess in the, in the final. Yes, <coughs> so. Me. Like I think I said last podcast, I'm going to try and stop predicting lineups just because it does my head in when it comes to you know an hour before kickoff, and I've just got it wrong. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. From what I would like to see, 
what I would hope to see um, would be probably uh, I'd I'd like to see sort of party in the middle, like at that six, and then Declan in that left eight, and then Martin to the right. Um, that just just gives me like it's a big big game, as we say. Um, I'd rather just see something a bit more traditional, you know what I mean, a bit more comfortable. Um, and I think with that midfield, you can control that game. Like you can strangle the life out of that United team and they're not going to get in the game, um, provided we don't have any little errors or anything like we have been making, uh, which probably will happen, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I believe I believe Zinchenko's ready to go, ready to start. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Gabriel Jesus start. Um, whether he starts over in Kedia, I don't know. Um, I've got a feeling he won't, but I'd like to see him do it. Yeah, I'd has been very hesitant to uh, to bring him back, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, but, you know, it's as we say, we're three games into the year and we've already got one of our marquee signings out for the year in Timber. Um, so, you know, if our mm. number nine goes down and, he, it, you know, it's the same knee that he's already hurt three times in his career. He's only just, you know, had a little operation on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it? It's not good yeah. at all. Um, concerning times for Berger-Zeus. If I, mean, I know he's back now, but it's like how many times do you know? Is he going to keep having this recurring injury? Yeah, it is um, it is a shame. Uh, and, and it's a knee as well. Like, knees are just notoriously shit. <laughs> Once they go, yeah. they're never the same. No, exactly right. Yeah, it, it is a shame. I fucking hate injuries. But, um, yeah, look, I do believe that, yeah, I think Eddie will come back into the um, into the starting lineup. And if, I think like I'm all for it. Um, I think it's it's a big game. I just I think Eddie can provide a bit of a spark off the bench if Gabby starts. Um, Gabriel Jesus, that is. Yeah, I, no, I do agree with that too. Yeah, um, it might be a half time thing again. Just you know, uh, see how Jesus goes if he is starting, um, or vice versa. You know, see how Eddie is feeling. After 45 minutes of he starts, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. This week's going to be a really interesting one to see if, you know, Mikel kind of sticks by his, his guns and, uh, you know, goes with party at right back um, and so forth, or he goes back to, um, you know, what we predominantly had last season as well in, you know, Zinchenko or left back, yada, 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 um, you know, which... In my opinion, I kind of, I do hope I, I see that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Just yeah. feels, just feels more comfortable that lineup. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, very, very comforting, very reliable. I feel like you can count on it. You know, and you know, as much as we praise Granite for what he did last year, I think Declan can do that role a bit better. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Um. I don't, I don't think he'll play there much at all this year, to be honest. But I think he could do a better job there. Okay. I, I certainly think he's a better defender than than what Xhaka was. Um. Mm. 
not to say that I think you know I think Granite had a very good um, last season um, at his time at Arsenal, but before was you know error after error kind of thing. Whereas um, yeah, Declan seems like he's a very reliable defensive midfielder. Yeah, anytime um, I watch Deck, it's just I just think safe every time. It's just safe. Yeah, today. like it's just yeah, you, you know what you're going to get. That's the word to sum him up, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I and he is going, he's going pretty well going forward as as well. Um, you know, there's no doubt there that he can um, put a few in the back of the net. He's already shown that a couple of times this season. Um, Should have had an assist the other morning with Eddie when he chipped it over as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a, he's a good. He's a great player, isn't he? Um, obviously that. Again, that one brain fart from him and Saka cost us a goal, but you know yeah. that happens. Um, not 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 like having a dig at him or anything, but you know, it's um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I think if Zinchenko's fit, it'll go back to that standard last season formation. Um, bring um, Big Gabby back in, which I'm I'm very excited to see actually. The longer that drags out, the more, like, I know he's not going anywhere. I know that. I've read it a million times. But, like, the longer he's just not in that team, it just makes me uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was very good for us last year, wasn't he? Just the way so he gets solid. on with, just the way he gets on with Saliba, though. Like, it's just it's fucking insane. Yeah, so that is solid. like work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um it's all about like good, just good communication and and um, what was that? I just bumped my mic. My bad. All oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's just all about that good communication at the back and between Ramsdale, uh, Saliba, and, and Big Gabby. Like it's, it is like clockwork. It's beautiful to watch. Um, so solid, so solid, and um, yeah, it, it'd be good just to see that back there and you know. Uh, Moving Ben White back to right back uh, will will help Saka as well going forward. Um, Party just hasn't been making those overlapping runs like Ben White would have last season. Um, yeah, so the the quicker those boys have come back, and I, I do think like Zinchenko played a whole second half, so I don't think that he's going to be uh, left out of of this starting lineup um, against Manchester United. Yeah, it's it's a big game. We need you know big game players, and he's definitely that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, look, we always try to predict these things, but you know, always are so far out of whack. Um, yeah, we can never pick what Mikel's going to do. Hey, probably start fucking El Nenny at six. Who knows? <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my <laughs> god. Um, so if Declan goes to that Jacker role, I guess Habits will then go to the bench. Hey, I, I think so. I, personally, that that's what I'd do for this game. Um, I just I'd go back to that traditional back line, um, and I'd have Party sit at six. I'd have Declan off to the left, and then Martin to the right. Um, and then yeah, I think you know front three. I'd like to say it as it was, but I, I don't think it will happen. 
Um, and yeah, then, you know, yeah, you've got guys on. like Vieira, you've got guys like Trossard, Habits, guys like that that can come off the bench for, you know, 20, 30 minutes and have a, have a real impact. Yeah, which, you know, they're more, like, they're more than, than capable of doing so um, as well. So, yeah, it, it will be a good game, that's for sure. Um, unfortunately, it's at 1.30 a.m. on a Monday morning for us. Here in Australia, um, yeah, it's not. It's not okay. It's a shit time. <laughs> I thought these uh, Monday Tuesday games were, you know, all done and dusted for us, but um, obviously not. Apparently and, not. Yeah, apparently not. Um, yeah, on United, they uh, have been probably the most underwhelming team from any team in the Premier League so far. I know we're only three games in. Um, yeah, mate, they've been, yeah, I thought they were going to come out like guns firing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They just haven't haven't been themselves, really. It's good yeah. to see. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. I, th- I think they're one injury away from, you know, a pretty poor season. Like if Casemiro is to go down, that midfield is fucked. Yeah, not wrong. Because um, they really, outside of him, don't have a good, you know, six a good holding midfielder um but yeah one matchup i'm interested to see i don't know whether it's going to play out um and i don't know if you've been reading any of it but apparently united this week are really really pushing to try and get um cucarella on loan have you read any of that um Oh, yeah, actually, no, to replace Luke Shaw. Yeah, yeah, because apparently he's out for a few, or quite a while, number of weeks. Um, I think they had Diego Delo fill in a left-back the other day. I don't know if he's, you know, Premier League quality necessarily. Um, So that it'll be interesting to see who does play at left-back and, you know, if Bakayo can, you know, give them a bit of a shit night, you know what I mean, give them the work and get around them and cause some trouble out on the... On the on our right hand side there, um, really interested to see that match up. Yeah, which he, you know, he definitely will be taking advantage of. That's for sure. Can you imagine if they get Cucurella? That is so fucking funny. <laughs> I do not rate that man at all. No, I thought there would be better left backs out there available than him. <laughs> oh fuck! How long's left in the window? It's a couple of days, isn't it? <laughs> it is a couple of days. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, are we still trying to make a move for anyone? I'm not, I'm not too sure anymore. Um, I don't think we're trying to get anyone in. I think we're just actively trying to push everyone out the fucking front door. Yeah, um, which brings us uh, to our next uh, point of conversation. Um, actually, first of all, is there anything else you wanted to touch on in the United game? Mm, uh, just very, very briefly, I... Obviously, been wrong with all my predictions so far. Um, school <laughs> predictions, anyway. Um, I, th- I genuinely think we're going to have a lot of fucking chances on the weekend um, against United. Like a, probably as many as that Fulham game, if anything. Mm. Um, whether you know we convert <laughs> a handful of them or not, I don't know. Whether we, you know. Don't concede any. That remains to be seen. But I genuinely think we're going to have a shitload of chances against United. Yeah, I think so, mate. Um, I'm going to go with like a cheeky 3-0 win. I think I've said that the last three weeks, but we'll <laughs> yeah, see I what happens. So. I don't think we've scored <laughs> three goals yet, have we, in one game? 
No, we haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't. But um, if there's a game to do it, this is this is it to uh, oh, please get that momentum uh, flowing. So, and as much <laughs> I know you don't necessarily like it when I say this, as much as I hate Spurs, I can almost confidently say I hate United more. I think. Ooh. So yeah, I would train to just yeah get my needle moving. <laughs> Yeah, I'm look, I'm confident that we can do it. And and again, I'm confident that we can be very dominant, just like we have been the last couple of weeks. Um it's just whether we capitalize, you know. It's all it is. That's all it is. And um yeah, I mean if Eddie or, or Jesus can can have a day, then like you know, fucking put your mortgage on it, hey. Um yeah. I am gonna go three one. I'm gonna go Eddie double and Bakaya. I'm going to say um, Martinelli gets one, Martin Odegaard, and maybe a, um, ooh, I reckon a, I reckon Sleeper or... I knew you were going to go rogue there. I knew you were going to go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we haven't actually been that clinical from set pieces this, this year. Um, I know we're only three games in, but yeah, I feel Gabby or Sleeper coming on and... Um, and getting one, just some scrappy scrappy goal or a header from a corner. I'd prefer we were clinical defensively from set pieces first and then move on to that yeah. side of the park. But, yeah, no, that, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do agree, which which is funny. Um, I think last season we had a really, really good record um, against set pieces, but... Yeah, we didn't concede from a set piece for like a stupid amount of games, like record breaking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah, and then obviously um, fast forward, you know, six months or so. It's it's not great. It's not you know fucking alarm bells or whatever. But um, yeah, just that one we conceded hurt at the end. Obviously, mm. um, not not only because of the result, but more so just like the team, you know. Um, it's been so long since it's been something scrappy like that. And, yeah, for it to happen so easily, I was just uh, a bit disappointed. But it is what it is. That game's happened now. And, um, yeah, we move forward. So, um, yeah, we'll just talk quickly about uh, – start to wrap things up here. But um, a couple of outgoings in Flo Balogun and uh, Kieran Tierney, obviously, just uh, announced he's going to Real Sociedad. That one hurt for me a lot, uh, even though it's, it's only on loan. Um, it still hurts. Yeah, it still hurts a lot. But yeah, I, I I love KT and I love – and we obviously bang on about him pretty much every week and he doesn't even play. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope he does very well and I'm more than confident that he will. Yeah, it just it, it just still hurts that we can't utilize him, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um, I, I'd messaged our Arsenal group chat, you know, the morning that sort of happened. Um, and yeah, I, I was very conflicted. Like logically, it made sense for Kieratini, you know, um, he wants to play football, obviously. Um, you know, wants to play Champions League, which he's going to get at Sociedad now. Um. I was a bit conflicted in that. I was like, 
you know, if we're going to let him leave, if we're not going to have him there for depth, get some money for him while we can. Um, obviously, we still can when he comes back. But um, I, I think the other thing we probably don't think about enough is we've got a shitload of players in that squad and we can't register all of them. Um, you know, we've still got all us, like Cedric, Nuno Tavares, Sambi, all these sorts of guys contracted to the club. And they're just going to be eating up wages, you know, and they can't play. Um, so, you know, to to get him out of the door and playing football and, you know, if we do look to sell him in the future, you know, he's in the shop window now um, playing European football. Um, yeah. I, I hope he does well. But, yeah, like, like you say, it's um, my, head, my head and my heart were very conflicted because we love him, um, didn't want to see him go. But, yeah, it's... I think we're just getting to that point like where this club's being elevated to. Like we need to be able to say bye to players that we do love if it just isn't mm. working. Yeah, I mean it's happened to a number of players. Obviously Ramsey's the probably the first one I think of. Um Ozil as well, obviously. Yeah, Ozil's another but, one. Yeah, but um Yeah, it does hurt. But no, I wish uh KT all the best. Hey. Um I think he's going to kill it there. And I think Real Sociedad have just got, you know, one of, to me, he's one of the best left backs in the world, even though he hasn't been playing. Like, I think he's, I rate him that fucking high. Um, yeah, in terms of like a traditional left back, left, yeah, in terms of a traditional <laughs> left fullback, fuck his tippy top. Like, I don't oh, know mate, how, like, I don't know how one, how no one didn't want to buy him. Like, I know, right? We weren't even looking for, you know, in today's market, anything extortionate. I think they were happy with anything around 40. Which is fair. More than fair. Like, yeah. bargain almost. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe you didn't want to actually leave, leave, you know what I mean? Maybe you wanted a loan just to go get football and come back and see if you can go again, but... Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. Because uh, it's been quite a few days now since that... Um, since that's been confirmed, so I've had a bit of time to think about it. I'm probably just happy for him more than anything, as much as it fucking sucks. I'm just happy for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He deserves game time. Um, and, I mean, like, if we were playing a tra- like a traditional four at the back, I can guarantee he starts over Zinchenko, 100%. Like, he's fucking he's such a good defender. Um, but, yeah, just falls victim to to Arteta's system and, you know, it, uh, it is what it is, so. Yeah, funny old game. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, and Flo Balligan's gone for 40 mil to AS Monaco. Um, great, great uh, bit of business from the boys, I think. Probably could have got a little bit more, I think, but. Yeah, I remember when. Arsenal had sort of basically said, you know, you can leave if you want to, but we want 50. Um, I thought that was, I don't know, at the time I thought it was a little bit low because I've just watched United spend, you know, 80 million or whatever it was on Hoisland or however you pronounce his name. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, Flo's just killed it in a top five league, if you can call it that. Um, and to not get that money like a big, big figure, like that kind of sucks. But I I think it was the day it got confirmed, Flo leaving, I saw a list of our record sales 
And holy shit, that is depressing. Have you seen it? No, I haven't actually. No, no. I, I want you. I'll give you one guess. And you'll never get it. Who our most expensive sale is? Like the most we've got for a player ever. Ever. Um. Oh god, probably. Um, well, fuck. We'd be going back probably ten years ago. No, nah, not quite. Not even. Not quite. Maybe five. Um, Oh, Sanchez? Nah. Nah. Really? Nah. Five years? I don't know then. Yeah. Is Fucking, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. Oxlade Chamberlain for 35 mil. Oh, wow. I yeah. thought he went for free. Nah. Wow, there you go. 35 mil. Oh, yeah. And then you know. I think Alex Awobi or Joe, Joe Willock was around there as well. Oh, true. Yeah, we've got good um, prices for both of them. Yeah, but like you think of the fucking caliber of player we've had over the years. Oh yeah, and that's our biggest ever, you know, sale. It's pretty fucking sad, but um, yeah, it is. Yeah, no, but yeah, just circling back to Flo, I'm excited for him. Um, I think he's gonna fucking kill it at Monaco, to be honest. Yeah, that um, that league's pretty much just set up for you know, shooty, shooty defences and strikers to run a muck, really. Um, yeah, and um, so he'll be sort of like understudy to Ben Yedda for a little bit because Ben Yedda's getting on a bit. So Flo will just yeah, sort true. of take over that role. And obviously, you know, he proved himself last season in the same league. So I, d- I don't know if Monaco have Champions League footy under their, under their belt or maybe it's just Europa League. Um, I couldn't Or did I read out honest. one of those names from the, from the, from the pool, um, from the pot, sorry. Uh, I think he may have. I can't quite remember, but yeah, it's um, it's exciting for him. Though. He's going to be, you know, his own team essentially. Um, just a yeah, in a you know, not a poor league. It's not like he's playing in the MLS or anything. Um, but mm. yeah, he's he's going to be able to do quite well there. I think. Yeah, I think so too, mate. Um, yeah, they. Oh, oh, they're not, they're not here. I oh, know. I read out AC Milan. Obviously, it wasn't. AC ah, okay. Um, yeah, there's still a few to be cited, uh, to be decided. Um, yeah, I think they're still doing qualifiers, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah. Anyway, look, um, I'm sure he'll kill it, and yeah, Monaco might be able to turn a profit as well, maybe in yeah three or four years, depending on how he goes. So I. Um, I think it would have been interesting to see how he would have gone uh, at Arsenal up top. Um, I think he's a good striker, but yeah, again, never got that chance. Too many players in front of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, literally, like if he had have stayed, he's not going to get minutes. He's not going to progress as quickly as he would. Um, you know, you get fifty mil, or best part of fifty mil for him now, and. You know, take take your licks on that one if he does end up being worth a shitload of money one day. So, yeah, you, you got you got a good return. He was free, so you know we didn't spend any money on him. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they're pretty much the only two sizable transfers um, that were outgoing really to talk about. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to, to touch base on, mate? Nah, not overly. Um, yeah, I'm just keen for this United game to roll around so we can run over the top of them. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, yeah, it'll be a cracker. It will be. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for another episode. 
thanks for uh, listening in. Um, if you haven't already, jump over to our Instagram um, at GunnersGM and uh, feel free to give us a like and a follow. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.